Beer, what is going on, New York? Welcome back to another episode of It's Anonymous. Episode 80. I'm lost. 86. <laughs> 86. 86. Ah, I was right. Okay, I wasn't lost. 86, right. my friend. 86, 86 long episodes. Um, welcome back, everybody, to another great episode of Nick's Anonymous. I am LJ, for those of you that know. I am Stevie, for those of you who don't know. OD, welcome to the show. We are the people's voice. And we are nothing without the people. Yes, sir. Drop a follow, like, comment, subscribe. If you're wondering where you can follow us and get to know us a little bit more better, Stevie, please tell those people where they can find us. Absolutely. Follow us on Instagram at Nick's Anonymous. Follow us on Twitter at Nick's with a Z Anonymous. That's K-N-I-C-K-Z Anonymous. Uh, follow us on TikTok at Nick's Anonymous as well. And you can also find us on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Pandora, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Breaker. And I always forget, we also have a website, nicksanonymous.com. Am I correct? Nicksanonymous.com? That is correct, nicksanonymous.com. Okay, nicksanonymous.com. We're big dogs. We got the .com, baby. We big dogs. <laughs> and uh, the commercial that you saw in the beginning So usually I put the commercial in the middle of the episode But now I put it in the beginning of the episode So the commercial you just saw Is the pins that we have dropping um, Or dropped right now That you can go cop Links will be in the description as always um, We're actually starting to think about more merch ideas So stay tuned for that too Definitely follow us on Instagram for more updates Twitter if you want to talk to us And actually just conversate a little bit more even though Instagram has been popping lately due to one man, and that man is RJ Barrett. But we'll get there. Um, let's just get this show rolling, man, because it's kind of late, you know, and we kind of got a little bit hashtag or slightly slash a lot of things to talk about. So, um, first thing Still, on the it's, list, a, it's a little bit, it, you know what it is? It's a little bit, it's just a lot to say. I like that. You know what? That's a good I'm not way gonna to lie, put it. That might, be the, that might be the title of the episode. <laughs> A little bit, but a lot to say. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's it's a good, good title. Call it that. That's a good one. A little bit, but a lot to say. That's what's up. Okay, so first on this list, on Instagram, I had thrown a poll out there just to kind of get where your mind's at. Um, I said, who's your guy's favorite Knicks? And I told you I was going to be reading it on the episode of Knicks Anonymous. And, of course, I'm a man of my word. Um, first things first, Stevie, who is your favorite Nick? You mean like right now or of all time? No, it all time. I doesn't matter who. Um, I guess I'll go Patrick. Patrick Ewing. Patrick Ewing. Interesting. Okay. Um, my favorite. I'm gonna have to say Carmelo Anthony because he's probably the greatest Nick I've seen <laughs> so far. Um, okay. So let's get into this. So a lot of you guys, a lot of good ones, a lot of names I wasn't really expecting. Um, I'm gonna keep the, I'm gonna keep the names anonymous. If you wanted to shout out, I apologize, but we are Nick's anonymous, and it would be kind of ironic if I didn't keep your names anonymous on an anonymous podcast. That's you know a fact. Mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? So okay, even though even though y'all do know our names, so we're not that anonymous. That is true, but I I, I feel like you have to know the group leader's name, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I guess so. Okay, <laughs> so let's get into this. So first name on this list is Pablo Prigioni. Really? That's somebody's all-time favorite Nick? I have I nothing against that... Pablo. I have nothing against Pablo Prigioni, but I would like have him as one of my all-time favorite dicks. I have a feeling this is a troll, but I'm not gonna lie to you. That is a very good troll pick because Pablo Prigioni wasn't actually that bad. 
as a Nick. He was actually moments. he was one of my moments. favorites in that team. Like he was very fast. He had the energy. His defense was crazy, and he kind of looked like an old guy bowling from the YMCA, just giving out buckets. You know, like an old guy at that uh, time. He was, he was right. He was a thirty-six-year-old rookie. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, shout out to Pablo Pigioni. That's a fact. Uh, another one on this list, we got Rodney Turioff. I used to like Turioff. Turioff was dope. I'm not going to lie. Turioff was a good energy guy. He was. He was like, would you consider I, him like, I, like a Sprewell? Uh, No, no, not that kind of energy guy. He was the kind of guy that, uh, I put it to you like this. He's the guy that, all right, there was a time when I forgot what team, who did it. It might have even been Kobe because he was on the Lakers. Like, Kobe hit his shot, and all the Lakers were celebrating. And the most hyped one was Turioff. And he's not even the one who hit the shot. Like, he's that guy. Like, he'll, he'll show mad love. Like Theo Pinson? Yeah, exactly. He's like a Pinson. He's like a Pinson. That's a very good comparison. So, that's cool. I, I really like Turioff. I'm not going to lie. I do remember him. Um, Carmelo Anthony. That is also my favorite. I'm no surprise that he's on this list. Uh, Patrick Ewing, of course, no surprise that he's on this list either. Um, what else we got here? We got Landry Fields. Okay. Steve, I have nothing against Landry Fields either, but okay, I guess. Steve Novak. So it seems like we got to try. Understandable. Steve the, Novak had his little, you know, he had his time to shine in New York, so that's understood. Okay. He was um, memorable. Amari Stoudemire. John Starks. Pretty cool. Clyde Frazier. And last but not least, Julius Randle. Really? Julius Randle has a lot made of the list. Fan, a lot of Knicks fans don't like don't seem to like him. Well, we got one. So there we go. What's up? Julius Randle, we have much love. Uh yo, honestly, thank you guys. Shout out to you guys, man. I wasn't really expecting this kind of turnout. There's a lot of good names on that list. Uh, I mean, I'll do something. I'll bring up another topic some other time. Cause I, I, we do understand you guys like the polls and you guys like the questionnaires. You guys like the immersiveness, and it makes sense because we love the immersiveness. So why wouldn't you rep? Why wouldn't you uh, reciprocate what we give out? So that's what we love about you guys. We love the Nick's Anonymous family. Um, okay, moving on. There was another poll that I put on Nick's Anonymous Instagram. Um, it was the introduction. Well, Stevie actually came up with the thing. So I'm going to let Stevie introduce this hashtag to you guys. Oh, um, Nick fans of the type. Hashtag Nick fans of the type. And what that is, is like, for example, uh, what's some Nick fans do? So for this example, we put a poll and it said Nick fans are the type to complain about an 81 and one season. No, no, I was and, trying to come up with something else. I was, just, I was trying to come up with something else on top of the head right now. That's why I was thinking about it. Okay, okay. No, but yeah, you continue. I'm still, yeah, for, I'm still thinking about it. Yeah, so for right now, let's just use let's just use this as the example because this is what we used to begin with. So uh, we said 81 and one Nick fans would actually complain about that season. And I am not surprised by the result. The result came out 85% said true, 15% said false. 15% is in serious denial. 
So all I'm going to say about that. So it's kind of funny. And this, this post was, this post was, um, posted with, because this is the situation with the, somebody put all the trade. Terrible. Yeah. Yeah. So this, so basically, Terrible. they basically, this is about the Cam Reddish situation. Everyone thinks Tiff needs to be fired. Terrible. Um, I'm not sure what this picture is. I don't know if it's like, it's some Muslim guy. I don't know if that has anything to do with, I don't know. I'm going to just X that one out. But, uh, so pretty much it says fire Tom Thibodeau, free Cam Reddish. And someone just pretty much plashed that all over the train station. Um, do I agree with that? No. Do you, Stevie? Terrible. Well, I would, I would, I would give the man a round of applause for exercising his first amendment, right? Um, this is how you do it. I mean, do I agree? No, but you know, so be it. Well, yeah, I'll give him that. I don't take that away from him. It's still um, terrible. America. <laughs> but it's funny to me that you guys know how toxic you guys are. Which is kind of strange because you, you're you're willingly so you're you're telling me you're willingly being toxic? Is that what you're telling me? That sounds like to me. That's that's insanity, no? That's a little that's that doesn't sound right. Uh, I don't know what to call that. I wouldn't call it insanity even. I don't know. What is and, it's, and, and it's crazy because a lot of the a lot of the woke fans, you know what? I'm, not, I'm, I'm gonna leave them alone. I'm not even gonna put anybody on blast. I'm gonna let everybody. You know what? Your opinion. Keep it nicks. Your, your, <laughs> your opinion is free. Let's it's anonymous. It no, no. It's 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 about the Knicks, of course. It's about the okay. <laughs> then you was about to take this left field. Where else can I take this? We're only, all, all, we, all we are is Knicks, baby. You already know this. So listen, your opinion is anonymous. Your opinion is how you feel. Just so you know, 85% of you said that you were toxic. And this is no news because we know. Weird. We know. Weird to me. Like, why would you even admit to that? <laughs> Listen, you got to love the honesty, but you also got to really be weary about the insanity, right? Like, it's a little insane. Again, I wouldn't call it. I don't know what, what's to call it. Insanity. I wouldn't call it insanity, but stupidity, maybe. Well, eh, couple, I wouldn't call couple, it stupid, but a couple screws loose, like I guess. Anywho, whatever. So, would you would you say that this kind of culture is the reason why no player would actually willingly want to come to New York, right? I not fully, but it might have something to do with it. I have been saying that for a long time. It's a culture thing, right? It's, but here's I mean, the thing, though. Would, this why, I mean, why would you? Why would you want to play for a favorite? Would you want? Would you want somebody like that rooting for you? Well, they're not, I don't think they're rooting for anybody. I think that's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they're rooting for anybody. So, um, I mean, shit, no. Ah, put the quarter in. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I don't think they would. But crazy. Nick but fans, it is what it is. It is you what tell it me, is. I've been in the gym. I gotta flex. I'm sorry. <laughs> Shout out to everybody who's hitting the gym. I recommend it. Um, okay, so moving on. Big news, not Nick news related, but just to give you guys some news because I love to troll the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, <laughs> Kyrie Irving has requested a trade, and on this day, February 5th, 2023, he has been traded to the, the Dallas, Dallas Mavericks. Mavericks. Uh, I'm not gonna get into this, Stevie. Not at all. I don't care. I do not care about the Mavericks. I don't. I hope. I hope they lose. Every oh no! I'm gonna keep it short. I'm just gonna keep it short. Um, I believe it or not, 
this is a actually a better trade in my opinion for Brooklyn at the moment because Spencer Dinwiddie's pretty familiar with the Brooklyn environment. Um, they come off with draft picks. Dallas just gets Kyrie Irving. That's not a guarantee. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's gonna play good. It sounds nice, Luca next to Kyrie. That sounds yeah, exactly. Crazy. In hindsight, on paper, it sounds great. But let's be real: who, who are they beating in the West? They're not beating the Denver Nuggets. They're not beating um, who else? Who else is out there in the West? Damian Lillard, I guess. I'm sorry. Kind of, kind of. No, no, no. It's not, it's, not, it's not even go there, bro. It's not even do that. So, okay. Um, honestly, no, I just want, no, I just want to get into the standings real quick. Cause I just I, cause I mentioned it. Cause I, mentioned I just want it. I just wanted to bring this up for troll purposes. I don't like Brooklyn. I never liked Brooklyn. I don't like Okay, I, don't like I got that. it. Bro, I'm sorry. Um they're not beating the Nuggets. They're not beating the Grizzlies. Uh the Kings, I don't know because the Kings just came up, so they're still young. We gotta wait and see with them. Clippers, no. If the Clippers are healthy, I don't see them beating them. Maybe the Phoenix Suns. So with 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 the Mavericks. I can see the winning first round series, but not the second. And that's all think, I have to say about that. Yeah, I don't even think Kyrie stays there. I think they get rid of exactly. He's not, I even, think, he's not even guaranteed to stay. Yeah, I you think. I, I, mean? I think it, he's trading that. I think he's trading. I mean, that's bait. why. I, that's why I think Brooklyn came off. Didn't we? He, he's still on the contract. And not for nothing, Tri- Trippy did say something about the market resetting due to the fact that this deal went down because it didn't take much at all to acquire Kyrie. So I think that, a first and a few seconds, something like that. We did. They gave him two players, a first round pick, and like a couple of second round picks. That's practically nothing, judging by what it took Brooklyn to get him for. You know what I mean? And and all these other guys. Brooklyn basically traded their franchise. And someone had the audacity to compare the Brooklyn Nets to the to the to the Knicks about on, on my RJ post. Like, oh, the Brooklyn Nets are are way better team. I'm like I'm like, okay, but if you really want to look at it, the Brooklyn Nets put on a clinic of what not to do on the business aspect of things. I saw that. I saw that. I think, I think that dude was trolling, bro. He, bro, you got to be kidding me. That's what you got out of all this? Out of this trade, that's what you got? Like, come on, man. And, and the, just, the fact of just the say matter, anything these days. The fact of the matter is they it actually looked like they took our playbook from years back. Because what the Brooklyn Nets did is completely something what the Knicks would have done. Like for Donovan Mitchell, right? That that whole Brooklyn trade for James Harden would have been for Donovan Mitchell. That would have been the Donovan Mitchell trade. And now the Brooklyn Nets are down. One, remember, the Brooklyn Nets started with KD, James Harden, Kyrie Irving. They lost James Harden. They acquired ben, um, Simmons. ben Simmons. They lost Kyrie. And now Ben Simmons is hurt and has mental issues. Now it's only KD. And now Brooklyn has no assets, no more funds. Where's your rebuild now, my boy? Moving on, because this is a Knicks podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. As I, I just said, I didn't want to get too deep. I, I just, it got, it sucked me in. It sucked me in. I just, nah, it's, I all good. it's all good. It's all good. We, we said right. our piece. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, so, Brooklyn. Um, yeah, no. KD, no. you should have just came to the Knicks. And maybe if your foot wasn't so big, you'd be in the championship. Anyway, um, so next on the list, we have our very own Wally Zerbiak. The Wally Wall 
getting trolled by none other than Tyrese Halliburton. Now Dude, that was well deserved. Yeah, I don't know why. I remember that 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 uh post game, you know, talk with Wally and them, and he was just going, he was ripping Halliburton a new one. I don't know what Halliburton did to. I don't know why he decided to do that, but he was just going in. He was like, he was like Tyree Tyler and you fake all star, this, that, and the third. I'm like, and I'm sitting there like, he's kind of going off right now. Like, why is he, why is he going off like that? And I thought I was the only one that noticed it. Apparently, the entire world noticed it, and not only the entire world noticed it, Halliburton noticed it. And right when Halliburton got chosen to be an all star, what did he do? He posted Wally Zerviak as his Twitter profile picture. <laughs> I'm cool with it. I'm cool with it too. I even posted it on Instagram like, "Yo, he got you good, Wally. You know, you got to eat your words, my friend. You got to eat your words." And honestly, well deserved. Halliburton's been baking. He's been doing better than anybody expected. We didn't. We passed on him because of the fact that we didn't think he was gonna be such an elite shooter that he is now. He is blowing it up. I think he's 37 percent from three. He's going crazy. Like something like that. And he's leading the league in assists. He's putting up Stockton numbers. Ten assists, bro. Almost eleven. I think, I think more than that. Like 10.6, I think, bro. I'll tell you right there. Hold on. 10.6. But, uh, all right. So, why you look for that? Let's not even... Let's 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 move past that real quick. So, in addition to All-Star... To Julius Randle becoming an All-Star, our very own Quentin Grimes has been picked to represent the New York Knicks in the Rising Stars game. Big round of applause for Quentin Grimes, man. He is definitely showing improvement um he's definitely a big part of this Knicks team you know ever since Cam Branch went down with the injury he came in filled the void and you know off rip he came off that that nice eight game winning streak with him leading the charge with his defense um and you know moving forward he hasn't been that bad I'm not saying he hasn't been great but he's definitely filled the role um till further notice difference maker. Yeah, yeah listen I'm a difference okay. maker I'm not I I you know what? I'm not gonna go there. I'm a I'm I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep Grimes. I'm gonna keep his props. You know, you deserve it. And just to bring it back a little bit, because we are past, present, and future shouts. You know, Knicks um, Knicks VN, Knicks, Knicks VSN. Um, yes, that network fool. I said VSN. Yeah. <laughs> so um, the last rising stars I remember was Tim Hardaway versus Dion Waiters. Do you remember that, Stevie? That, that was, was a while back. That was a while back, and boy, was it a good one. I mean, Deion Waiters, and it was a Deion Waiters and Tim Hardaway show. They were, It was like a one-on-one, deadass. Deion Waiters had 31 points, and Tim Hardaway had 36. That's wicked. That is crazy. So hopefully our boy Grimes can put on a nice little show for us, man. I'm, I'm excited. I, I don't watch... The Rising Stars game because no one, none of us, not even RJ made the Rising Stars game. You know what I mean? So, no, no, there's no shots fired. No shots fired. I didn't mean that like that. I just, you know, we haven't seen the Rising Stars game due to the fact there hasn't been anybody on our team that has made the Rising Stars game. In fact, I'm actually shocked Manu quickly didn't make the Rising Stars game. But anyway, we got we got one in the books. Quentin Grimes. Glad to know that his accomplishments has not been underlooked because everything the Knicks do seem to be underlooked. Especially when it's good. And he overlooked. Overlooked. Sorry. Overlooked. Thank you, Stevie. This is why you're here. I love you. Um, Okay, so getting into the gritty of things, right? Has brought to my attention that the Knicks have blown 17 
13 point leads. It's not, it's not a problem. It's not a problem? <laughs> Apparently not. <laughs> uh, it sounds like a pretty big problem to me. Um, I do get it that we are in um a t- uh, a league full of runs. I mean, like the Knicks did it to to great teams like uh, the Clippers, and today against the Sixers, both great teams, both had an enormous lead, but the Knicks were able to cut it down. Uh, unfortunately, the Clippers we weren't able to win that one, but the Sixers we won. So I do understand that is a it is a game of tempo, a game of runs, and a game of changes. But there's a reason why we're just an average team. And this is one of the reasons why. We, are, we aren't we are able to close games. Now, if you can't agree to that, uh, I'm sorry. I don't know what you can't agree on, bro. I don't know what to yeah, say. It's only the facts, man. Like, I want it to be better, but, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, like, just because I bring up these facts doesn't mean I'm hating on our team. I'm just, I you got to talk about it. It's our job to look at the good and the bad. The good is that we are above 500. The bad is we could be better, but we're not because we blow leads. And, and we're, we're here, and this is what we do. We say we're good, but here's where the problem lies that could make us better, that could potentially make us better that we need to solve. So I don't see no problem with bringing that up. And we could be wrong. It's Listen, at the end of the day, anything that we say is our opinion. But we like to we like to, to we like to really think things through, really think of every situation, and try to give y'all the best educational opinion we can based on facts, not feelings. Facts. Yes. Because we, as Nick fans, we do like to get emotional and attach to things, but we have to look at stuff as they are, which we will get into later into this episode with one particular person so with that being said let's just get into that person um <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah, might with, as well. yeah 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 might as well um so i had posted a reel on instagram which is actually trending right now i didn't think this was gonna be this serious so i, I guess re- we're not the only ones who see it and that's what I'm saying. By the reaction, it seems like we aren't the only ones that catch this drift. Now, I want to I wanna be clear. I want to make a statement before I go into this. There's nothing wrong with having a disagreement with somebody that you like. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just how humans are. It's confrontation. You talk about it. You come to an agreement. You you look at things as they are. You know what I mean? You have there's nothing wrong. Just because I'm debating somebody's performance in the now doesn't mean I don't want them to flourish later. I posted something about RJ Barrett titling Is RJ Barrett really that impactful? Now it was a question, Stevie. I didn't even I didn't even say. He's it, he's not impactful. I just said, is RJ that impactful? Immediately, bro. You caused quite a stir, my friend. Yo, bro, <laughs> I have broken the matrix, bro. <laughs> Dude, I have been getting I have been getting torn apart for the past four days about why RJ is you know okay. Now I agree with all of you. <laughs> all I did was ask a question. 
before I get into it, Stevie, do you have anything to say about RJ or his impact or how do you how do you feel on his impact with the Knicks, whether it be his career with the Knicks or just this season in general? Um, overall, like as far as his career goes, I think he's been solid because he gets better every year, like percentage wise. Um, this year he started a little slow, which kind of slowed his progress as far as his percentages goes. But he's getting better offensively. A little inconsistent, but he is getting better. Uh, but that's not why we're talking about him today. Today we're talking about we're gonna get into his defense and um. His defense and his 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 touchability. Now, what I mean by that is there's a lot of guys on our team that are untouchables, right? Now, let's list a couple. Emmanuel Quickly is untouchable. Would you say... Jalen Okay, Jalen Brunson. Now, Julius Randle, I feel like, is debatable at the end of the day. As much as he's doing work for us, I... Listen. He's worked... I, I, I would say he's worked his way up to untouchable. Yes, two-time All-Star is definitely hard to let go. You cannot just let that brush aside. You cannot brush aside the fact that he has made the All-Star twice and it has happened in a New York jersey. Not to mention he's the most improved player. And he's the most... People forget about that. And he's the one... And he's the top, uh, I believe, top four or top three efficiency on the team as of right now. Top three three ISO scorer in the league. So that's you're not gonna find anybody like that. Now, in terms of RJ, I can name a couple people like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? But okay, we're not gonna we're not gonna. I don't want to trade RJ. I don't want to get into that. That's talk. not that's not that's not what we're here for. I'm not. My argument Look. is not about trading RJ. It's just bringing to light of the situation because we love to criticize Brunson and Randall like to the bone. You criticize and, Brunson. There's a lot of people that not us. There's a lot of people that criticize Brunson. Um, I mean, more, he has his he has his faults, dude. But for the most part, I think that dude is Teflon at this point because dude, without him, dude, we're a much worse team. Absolutely, and I agree with you. But believe it or not, bro, there are still people out there that want to package him for something. <laughs> tripping, which is which is crazy. Tripping, um, tripping, tripping. Not for nothing. It it dawned on me for a second. Again. I I am not on the trade RJ bandwagon yet. Heavy on the yet. Because he is touchable. And a lot of Knicks fans treat him as if he's an untouchable because he is the first lottery pick since you since Patrick Ewing. Am I correct? Yes, sir. He is the first lottery pick since Patrick Ewing. So a lot of emotions are tied to RJ. And I get that. I feel you. I want nothing but greatness for RJ. But the fact of the matter is, out of the mid three that you guys like to call Brunson, Randall, and and um, RJ, RJ is doing the worst. He's the middest. He's the middest. He's that's the, a word. I just made up a word. He's, he's the middest. The mid-est. That's a good one. That's that's very. Cause I don't want to say he's the worst. Cause he's not. I don't. RJ's not a bad player. Defensively, so baby. At least can. at least currently, currently he is. But look, yeah, I'm I'm gonna. I'm gonna just get into that. I'm gonna just give you some numbers, all right? So RJ's plus minus overall for his whole career on the Knicks. Now I I like the plus minus stat line because the plus minus stat line gets into 
deeper than what the stat sheet tells you which people love to say except when people see the plus minus isn't showing them what they want then it's oh no it doesn't matter oh no oh no it matters all right because the plus minus tells you exactly what people love to talk about the hustle the the you know the, the impact that's what the, the plus minus the effort that's what all the that. plus that all of that that is what the plus minus shot is selection for. decision everything, making everything RJ's plus minus for his four-year tenure on the Knicks is negative 393. Jesus Christ. Silence speaks louder than words, my friend. I didn't even think it could go that low. Okay, but look it. Wait, wait. Are you sure? Oh, I'm positive. Oh, I'm positive. Oh, God. Oh, I'm positive, all right. He's... Plus minus, but here's the thing though, his average has gotten higher. Like you said, he has improved all year. But tell you it's the efficiency. Okay, he has to work that, on that. Keep that in mind. Julius Randle is a negative one seventy seven. Granted, he's a negative as well. But if you told me which one would you take, the negative three ninety three or the negative one seventy seven? 100% of the time, my boy, I am picking that negative 177. So this this proves, just in case if y'all didn't believe me, he was the middest out of the out of the three. If y'all didn't believe me. And then Jalen Brunson. Yeah, and Jalen Brunson is a plus 39. You know, his it's his first year, but off rip, he is an automatic plus. So that's good. Um, you know, so I just want to keep it fair. And consistent because we we bombard Brunson and Randall with so many with so much stuff. Um, but dude, I can't I can't baby RJ no more, bro. We extend he's he's Mr. Four Year one hundred twenty million dollar extension. Yeah, some accountability has to be held there. And not you know, for nothing, bro. Like hearing this, you know how all right, remember at one point the narrative was going around that um a few narratives were going around about Julius Randall. That he was an empty stack guy, and like he's not that much of a defensive presence on the floor. Um, particularly for this season, those narratives fit RJ more than they fit Randall because I see a lot of defense. Randall's not the best defensive player out there. Don't get it twisted, but this year I've seen a lot of effort from him. Do you know what his rating is for defense on this team? What's that? Barrett or Randall? Randall. He is two. He's our second best defender under Mitch. Dude, he's, he's made a few plays this year, and the effort is there, so I can see it. As I said, he's not the best, but you put in effort on defense, you can only you'll only get better. Randall's negative one seventy seven comes mostly from his defensive lapses in his previous years with us. That is mainly his negative. RJ's negative is so high because it's both his offense and defense struggles. Now, I'm not going to take away RJ Barrett's defense because he is probably one of the better defenders on our team. But he is not as good as we think he is. This is what I'm trying to say, though. This is what I mean. I'm is you, R- what, save, what saves him is the effort. That's what saves him. If, now, he, didn't put in, if, if he didn't put in the effort, we'd be roasting him. Nick fans would be getting at him if he didn't put in the effort. 
But the effort is there. That's what saves RJ Barrett. I always say that about him. He's a guy that never checks out. He um even against the Lakers, you know, we will get into that later. But um yeah. he didn't check out against them either. So look at so most of my hate on on my side when 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 people were coming at me, most of their arguments were talking about future tense. Like, oh, RJ has only been here for four years, he has time to develop. And that's true. But my job is to report now i have to report what i see and right now what i see for this kinda season sh- kind of shaky he is averaging his his average from when i posted that video was negative 39 when i checked today it rose to negative 59 bro but, not to mention not to mention that little stat i told you before about him not getting a block or a steal in 23 games crazy and it's not it's not just a lot of games bro how how many games have we played this season uh we're we're past we're almost midway so i say almost 40 i'll tell you i I mean more than 40 like 40 that's more than midway 55 okay 55 okay i don't know if that includes today's game so 55 56 games so in 23 of those games rj barrett did have a black or steel that's crazy bro I, I I need something, bro. You know what I mean? And I defend you a lot, RJ, because we love you here at Knicks Anonymous. And that's what and I'm we, saying. Like, we, this... this I, I'll like, go as far as to say we dubbed you star J. Barrett first. We probably didn't, but I'm going to take that, but I'm going to steal that. <laughs> we yeah, Columbus yeah. in that. We called you star J. Barrett first. Broadway Barrett, Maple Mamba, you know what I mean? We, we made you... No, we're not going to do that. <laughs> we made you who you are. <laughs> but listen... Because we disagree with somebody in the now, I'm sorry if the camera's shaking. I talk with my hands, so like I, I kind of I get in, I get passionate about this. It's my passion, you know what I mean. But just because we don't agree with RJ right now doesn't mean like I don't like I said in the beginning. I don't want to trade him. The point of this argument is the fact that if a deal was to be arisen, I would much rather package RJ than Randall or Brunson. That's all I'm saying. I, I agree. All I'm saying is give me at least a block or a steal a game, bro. One or the other. At least a steal. I, I, I don't expect a block because you're a guard or a small forward. So I don't expect a block. But give me a steal, bro. Give me a steal a game. I know and, you can do And good. like you said, it's his efficiency. So there's a mixture of his efficiency and his defense. So he's. It, it's weird because... Actually, I'm not taking 43% from the field, bro, from somebody who just got signed a $120 million extension, bro. I'm not taking that. You got to be 45 or above, bro. You know what I mean? 43 is good. I'm not going to discredit that. But, bro, for what you're worth, that is not what I want from you. You know what I mean? 43, actually, it's not that good. It's it's decent. It's decent. It's average. Bro, as a whole field goal percentage... If your field goal percentage is close to 39%, because that's only four percentage points away from 39%. That's not that good. Like you said, for a dude at his salary, you got to be giving me 45 and above. And that's, and that's a fact. That's a fact. And he's shooting 32% from three. Yeah, you got to give me 35. You got to give me 35, bro. Come on, RJ. You know what I mean? So, you know, it's his efficiency that's the problem here. Um, someone brought to my attention that he is taking more shots, and you can tell, you could see in the average, he is taking more shots. But 
43. Okay, so to to look at it from half full and half empty, right? You can look at this half full. We see RJ as half full. Okay, we love RJ. We think his potential is there. That's why we're on him. This is why the credibility needs to be there and why we're criticizing him. If we didn't care about RJ, we would have let this rock. We would let this rock and we would not care. We would just keep it going, whatever. You know what I mean? So we're we're making this point because you got to be you got to live up to the 120 million dollar extension, bro. You have to. We signed you, we invested in you. You're our lottery pick. You got to give us more than 43%. And to give RJ the benefit of the doubt, this, this is going to be the other argument here. It may not be his fault entirely. It could be the fault of the offense and the way the system is running. Because RJ Barrett is a guy that needs to be in the paint to score. Because obviously his shooting isn't that good. So his his main source of income i would like to say his main source of income is at the basket you know going to the lane but since we're such a poor defense um i'm sorry a poor shooting team we run we run a, we run across zones zone defense and for those of you that aren't aware of zone defenses that means everybody is just pretty much standing still in the paint and it's clogged and with that being said now, you can say, oh, why is Julius Randle dominating and RJ's not? But, well, dude, they're two different players. Uh, Julius Randle is a, a complete train, and he's more crafty than RJ. See, Rand RJ needs to learn a lot from Randle because Randle has a bag. Randle can do a spin move in the paint. He could, he could face, cross-cross, double-cross to the basket. RJ Barrett can literally go left. And that is it. He goes to the basket going left. Yes, he has shown glimpses of Euro steps, spin moves. I've seen it. I've, I watch the games as much as everybody. I even watch film. All right. I go as far as to watch film. I know what I'm talking about. But it's about the averages. How many times does he do it on average? It's not enough. And even if he did it on average, he probably would still be in the same predicament. So now this now this gets juicier because we have a guy in Jalen Brunson who's dominating, in my opinion. We have a guy in Julius Randle who's dominating his in, in their set roles. They're dominating their roles. RJ Barrett is the only one not dominating his role because of the way the offense is run. So naturally, either you stick with him or you look in another direction to find something that you need. Now, that could either mean you trade him as a whole or you acquire something to help him out. Am I am I are you following? Is are Makes we Makes sense. You know what I mean? So I'm not saying to trade him, but don't be I'm just saying don't be surprised if that arises because we already did it once donovan mitchell rj barrett was in that was in that package they just wanted more so we've already tried to give away rj once what makes you think we wouldn't get rid of him again you know if you really look at it in hindsight 
he's really the only one that kind of doesn't. I'm not going to say as a whole because RJ has helped us, you know, in some cases. But again, I have to go by numbers. I have to go on average. And by average, he's a negative 59. He's shooting 43% from the field and 32% from three. So something is wrong here. Either it's him or it's the offense. Now, if it's him, then I'm willing to stay put and watch him grow. But if it's the offense, dude, there's two options. Either you help him or you get rid of him. It's as simple as that. It's the hard pill to swallow. Welcome to the NBA business. Sorry. You know, we love RJ. You know, I even said it. Even in the video, I said it. I said there's no bad blood between Nick's Anonymous and RJ, and we love RJ. But apparently, that just went right over everybody's head. <laughs> you know what I mean? So. You knew what we were getting into when we started podcasting. <laughs> I, I know. You know what? I'm not mad. I'm not mad. I actually, I enjoy it. Because now, you know, I feel like, I feel like I'm, I'm building my... My um, my uh, my speaking skills, my my um, uh, my debating skills. You know, I feel like I'm getting better in terms of proof and getting to a point and whatnot. You know, um, shout out to one of the spaces that I was in, by the way, who told me that because I remember I was like earlier in our in our career as Nick's Anonymous. I, I I hopped into his spaces and I was like stuttering a lot, and they they were giving me pointers. So shout out to them because because of you guys, I'm a better person, and. You know, I feel like I have a mind of my own now. And you know what? I've realized that people aren't going to agree with me. That doesn't mean I'm wrong and it doesn't mean I'm right. I'm just giving you what I have. And what I have right here are the literal averages. So you take it how you must. I'm just giving you what it is. He's negative 59, shooting 43% from the field and 32% from three. Now, he has a he has a long history of doing this. He has a history of starting games, of starting season slow and... Going, you know, going monstrous in the second half of the season. Now, Stevie, would you, is that a kind of player that you would want, especially that you extended him? Somebody that's slow, but finishes strong. I think for the time being, I'd keep him. You know, depending on what transpires down the road, see what's available. But for now, I'd say he's a keeper. He's a keeper. I agree. You know, I agree. I listen. What my my deal with RJ is, I keep him till further notice. Is that fair? Can we be fair with that? I keep him till further notice. You know what I mean? Because if there is a better deal, there's nothing wrong with getting talent. I feel like we've been hurt so much in the past that we're scared to make a move, dude. It's part of the game. Sometimes things just don't work out the way you want them to. You know, like, and you know. I could be wrong. I could be right. You know what I mean? A lot of people say I'm wrong, but no one likes to think of the aspect if I'm right. You know what I mean? There's always two sides to a coin. You know, there's a lot of people saying, oh, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. It's not going to work. Okay. I never said you were wrong. So why am I wrong for saying it might work? It's just all opinion and speculation. I'm just giving you what it is, bro. Out of the mid three, RJ is the middest. And that is a fact. I get he's the golden boy. I get he gets the star treatment. I respect it. He's a lottery pick. I get it. But dude, we're past we're past playtime, dude. You got extended. I get it. This is the first year on his extent. Oh no, not really. His extension is next year, right? So he hasn't even started his extension yet. So 
Still, it's time for the produce. It's time. It's time for you to produce going into the extension. You know what I mean? Like we got you extension. So, because listen, the extension is good. We 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 have faith in RJ. That's something the Knicks culture didn't have for a while. Was faith in their players. We resigned everybody that helped us. We resigned Mitch. Resigned Randall. Resigned uh, RJ. Went out, got talent, got Brunson. You know, went out, got Hartenstein, and. Quite frankly, I got to take my word back. I got to eat my words on him because he's showing me out right now. He's showing me out right now. Crazy. Uh, I was rooting for that guy. I like to take credit for that. One. I have to take credibility for that. And I, you know what? I'm going to swallow my words and I'm, I'm going to own up to it. I'm a man up. I was wrong. Hartenstein. I trust, baby. I don't know about all that, but he's <laughs> he, he he's putting in some work right now. But, you know, this is the name of the game, bro. Things happen, things change. Same could happen for RJ. He could go on an all-star run at the end of the year. I hope so. Because I disagree with him now doesn't mean I hope he fails. I want him to win. All I asked was, is he just that impactful? It's something to look into. We can't just not look into it. We can't act like it's not there. We can't act like he's not struggling. Now, I'm not saying we just get rid of him because he's struggling. Just keep an eye on it. Because everyone loves to say, oh, Randall's the problem. Brunson's the problem. Not once have I really heard about R.J. Barrett. Who's saying Brunson's the problem, though? I'm not gonna, it's, not, it's not a mass majority of people. It's just there, there, are, a, there are people. Oh, my God. Like, go, Jesus Christ, yo. Go root for Brooklyn, man. Like, stop it. There are, you know what it is? People have problems with his passing abilities they feel like his passing abilities aren't up to par which is which is strange because he's averaging almost nine assists or i think he is averaging like i know he's averaging seven i'm sorry he's averaging seven well that's that's what i wanted from him was seven assists so i'm cool with that because when he came to our team he was averaging four yeah so i said if he gives us six or seven i'd be happy so i'm happy so i'm, I'm happy as well i'm more than happy um but so the point is with RJ is he's very he's touchable. He's extremely touchable, especially with the contract that he's on. The contract actually made it easier for him to be moved because of the salary cap in space. So maybe they had this plan from the get-go. You know, they're 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 a business at the end of the day. They have to set themselves up for success now what they did with rj is what they did is they extended him hoping for the best but if he doesn't produce that they have the ability to move him it's just how it works bro if it's broken why are you gonna keep using it without fixing it i'm not saying rj is broken i'm not listen it's just sometimes things don't work here obviously we're not getting rid of tips and we're not getting rid of his offensive schemes and his offense. Even though I do not like his offense at all. I'm not a fan of his offense. But if he needs a certain type of players on the court and RJ ends up not being that guy, he's going to be moved, dude. And he's probably our best bet for landing an all-star everybody wants. That's a fact. You know what I mean? So, cause bro, I'm not giving up Randall or Brunson. You're not. You are not telling me this. You are not telling me. Cause first of all, Brunson got snubbed for an All Star. So you can't. You can't even give me that. He's not an All Star crap. He's an All Star at heart. He is the people's champion. You cannot tell me otherwise. Julius Randall is a two time All Star. He went through hell. He became a villain and then became a hero. 
All right. He has worked his way through the ranks and has earned his stripes. RJ Barrett is still going through the motions. Mm. Now, four years in NBA terms is, is, is small, but you are reaching that line, bro. You know what I mean? Like, after four years, you are now a seasoned vet. You know what I mean? I, I, I'm giving you the benefit of the doubt because I would consider you a seasoned vet now. Because we said the third year was your was your test year. And you actually did bad your third year. And now this is your fourth year and you're still doing bad? And we extended you? A lot of people are saying we actually overpaid him. I don't think so. I just think, you know, he's just not performing the way that we thought he was supposed to. But if this continues, this is what I'm saying. If this continues, you can't tell me you keep him. Something's got to change. And it's not going to be the coach. I'm telling you right now, it's not going to be the coach. So, either RJ gets his stuff together. Or, bro, dude, it's time to turn the cheek, my guy. It's no hard feelings, dude. It's really not. And there was a post that I reposted that said something about, oh, everybody got the numbers and all of a sudden, RJ's a bad defender. That post came out extreme exactly after I posted the, the RJ Barrett video. So I'm jacking. We're making some noise. I'm jacking people who have heard us. And, and you know what? I like it because, yes, yes, this is what it means. I'm looking at his numbers right now, and we extended him $120 million for four years, and he's giving me negative 59, 43% from the field, 32% from three. He is going to hear it from me. He is going to hear it. The same way Randall heard it, the same way Brunson heard it when he's doing bad, when Brunson gave away some of those games, I'm going to let Barrett have it. And I'm going to let all of you know that he is very touchable. He's probably the most touchable out of the entire team because of his because of his value, his valuability. He's the highest value player on our team right now. He's a young talent who's still developing. Now, it just depends where we want to go. You know, do we want to develop him specifically or do we want to take a chance with somebody else, young talent? It's not it's not something all I'm saying is to just just wait out. Just open your mind to the to the possibility because it's there. It's there. Something to look at going forward. Stevie, you take the mic, bro. I don't know, man. I I've is there more to even say? Nah. It's just something to look at going forward and Anybody who's saying, oh, now they're saying RJ's a bad defender, bro. It's not now we're saying it. The numbers are saying it. You know? What do you want me to say? He's a good defender now? Like, dude, like, and listen, his, like I said before, because I know, I know how the media works. You know, you try to make your point the mo- as straightforward as you can, but somehow it all gets mumble jumbled and twisted around and, oh, you hate RJ. You don't believe in RJ. We believe in RJ. But if there is a trade to be made, I am making it. As long as it makes sense, as long as it fits what we need, and as long as it doesn't break the bank. And RJ will be the reason why it doesn't break the bank. Why? Because he's a lottery pick. He's $120 million. Or, you know, that's just his extension. It's, it's combined to whatever he's making now. And he's he's not bad. He's averaging Because he, right now he's averaging 20 points. He's actually increased his points again, but yet he's still doing bad. It's the efficiency. Now, I get that comes with age, 
right? So it just all depends how we take it. I, me personally, I feel like we should take it. We should just keep with RJ, like you, like Stevie said, and just see where it goes. You know, we got we got nothing to lose with RJ because we all we've been doing is 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 um playing the young guys. You know, so keep going. You know, let RJ see. Let's see if he can fix it because we've invested so much into him. So now we have to see if he can fix it. I'm just upset that this is what we're getting from it. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just, you know, it's okay to be upset about this. Because, like, dude, this is this is supposed to be, quote-unquote, our guy. Dude, he's the third pick. Yo, I'm not going to lie. I, I hate to put your brother on blast, bro. But I have to, dude. Because this one blew my mind. He told me. This is what he told me. And if he tells you otherwise, he's lying. He told me that you don't pick a lottery pick for best results what you don't pick a lottery pick for best results because i said rj barrett is a top three pick and you know we because he said he said the expectation was too high for rj i'm like yo bro he was the third pick in the draft you expect nothing but the best from that he's like oh you know you you don't you don't expect that much talent from. The, I'm like, dude, that's why you draft high. That's why the worst teams in the NBA get the top picks because those picks are quote unquote not guaranteed, but are the best valuable assets to create, you know, a good structure for your team that's struggling. That's why the worst teams get the best pick because the best pick gives you the best available player on the board. Now we chose RJ, and out of out of the top three. So not even on the mid three of the Knicks. On the mid three of the Knicks, he's the middest. And out of the top three of the draft class that he's in, he's the worst. Zion's doing better than him. He hasn't even played a whole season. John Morant, we all know what he's doing. And we got RJ Barrett. Listen, it's just the reality of things, bro. I love RJ, but dude, he to say he's not underperforming is is a under you can't say that. He's underperforming. You know, I get that he's progressing slowly but surely. I get that. But, dude, I can't hold your hand anymore, my guy. I need results, bro. I'm sorry. I gave you four years. We extended you. I need results, bro. This is just my opinion on things. I need results. Okay. Uh, I went in. I went in. Yeah, moving along. I went in. <laughs> moving along to the games. Take it as you must. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just skip uh, through the games, bro. Let's just, let's just, let's just, let's just. The Lakers game um, was a tale of bad coaching. I'm not going to lie. I'm going to blame this one on Tibbs. Uh, yeah, final score, 129-123. Uh, yeah, a lot of stuff happened in that game, man. Uh, bad coaching decisions. That whole. Um, First of all, LeBron had a triple-double. I kind of saw that coming. I was thinking about betting that on my um. Parlay and I didn't. I should have. Um, bro, we should have won this game. Because despite the fact that these guys have the GOAT, quote unquote, and AD and Russell Westbrook, they didn't look too threatening. We we actually let them have this, if you ask me. You know what I mean? Because, like, like you said, that one sequence where we got four offensive rebounds in a row. And then all those possessions, we shot threes. And the last possession where Brunson inbounded the ball and he was killing on the offensive end. Why that decision was made, I don't know. Bro, this was such a winnable game. 
we could have won this game by like 10 points 12 points maybe and in overtime no one even showed up we got outscored 9 to 15 you know what i mean overtime we didn't even we were gassed by that point yeah i can't even blame them you know actually no i can't i can't you know what credibility always i can't blame you you got to bring your game at all times because you beat we beat the um no we didn't we actually lost both games to the lakers in ot i mean to the to the la teams in ot damn well we'll get to that one in a minute that one was a heartbreak I, i'm not actually mad at that one i'm mad at this one this one was and, definitely um, winnable because brunson bro brunson worked his ass off bro he got bro he was the one that got that charging foul at the end of the game on ad to give us the ball back to actually win the game and what do you do tibbs what do you do tibbs you let him inbound the ball you let him inbound the ball that was, and then, that was bad and then the bro, play that you... decision had nick nation with the torches out in the pitchforks and you know what I'll, I will allow it for that one game. That one game, it deserves the pitchforks. Because because, because I wanted to win that game so bad, bro. I wanted to let LeBron's triple-double go in the garbage. I wanted to be meaningless. But no, we gave them the win in the garden. <laughs> we gave it to them, like you said, bro. This is not a game they won. This is a game they lucked out on because of dumbass decisions. And dude, a lot of bad turnovers down the stretch. RJ Barrett being the main benefactor. You know, a lot of dumbass passes down the stretch. Yeah. I think that's why they sat him out the last, those, those last couple of minutes of the fourth in overtime. And dude. he was tight about that too. It was that game. That's right. He didn't want to talk to the media. He didn't want to talk to the media. But listen, that's a coach's decision. And you know what's funny? That's a coach's decision tip people want tips to make. But because it was against RJ, it's a problem. If it was, if he would have sat, here's the craziest part. Julius Randle had 23 points. That's a bad game for Julius Randle. But he was doing better than R.J. Barrett. If they would have, if he would have sat Jalen Brunson, if he would have sat Julius Randle down, people would have been more happier just because they don't like Julius Randle. But because they did, he did it to R.J., it's a problem. But R.J. was had 13 points, two assists. He wasn't shooting that bad. He went 5 of 13. That's actually bad. That's real bad. And 0 of 3 from 3. Wow. He was 38% from the field and 0% from 3. And he was a negative... He was a negative 6. So that means he looked at your stat sheet and like everybody wants Tibbs to do, he adapted and didn't put him in the game. Which I think... Was probably best choice in my opinion. Do you know? But do I feel like you need to have your 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 star player in at all times? Yes. But at the same time, you got to look at the decision making. Now, the decision making was that Obi and Quickly were actually doing pretty good in in terms of the runs. You know, he he figured that the bench was gonna keep going. And I'm sorry, not not Obi. Um, Hartenstein, Hartenstein and Quickly. You know, he figured. That squad was giving more production than RJ is. So I'm gonna sit RJ. And you know, I, I get I get the frustration. You know, you feel betrayed by your coach. You know, you feel like, oh mate, like my coach doesn't feel like I can do this. But if you haven't given us anything to believe in, I'm going to sit you. Cause like I like we just discussed before, you haven't given us any not once have I have has it been 
RJ has been the benefit beneficiary in this game, but he has in the heat game. But on average, remember, on average, RJ is usually not that guy. It's either Brunson or Randall. Think about it. Ever since Brunson came into this into this team right now, RJ is pretty much practically invisible. He's there. He gets his buckets. But in terms of his actual interactiveness with the offense, it's not there, dude. It's really not there. You know, he he has to make his own offense. You know, his all you know, and that that like I said, that could be the tips thing. That could be the offense not running through him. You know, and maybe he's just not a fit for the offense. But that you know, what are you gonna do? Either you move him or you keep him. What are you gonna well, do? Might as well do what he did against Miami. <laughs> Since we're talking about it, we might as well shift into the Miami game. But you know what it is? Because he had a good bounce back game after that. After all the negatives you just said. He bounced back with a nice 30-point game against the Miami Heat, which we won, 106-104. What can I say? Um, which we almost lost, by the way. Well, yeah, that's mostly because Bam because of our, because, because turned our, into, because, actually, turned not into Patrick Ewing with that turnaround jump shot. Nah, Bam Bayou was looking like Ewing. I'm not going to lie. He was. He really yeah, was that, that turnaround. I was like, yeah, that kind of looks familiar. I've seen that before. Yeah, um, but okay, look at <laughs> all right, look at shout out to RJ. He had a very good game. Um, you know why he had a good game? You know why? Why? Because he dominated on the inside, which is what he should always do. He's 13 a of 23 inside player. So he, so you're saying he should build his game around the inside out? Yes. Which I think, the listen, way, the way we said, the way we said Randall should, which is what Randall did, and what's Randall doing, playing better ball. But here's the problem. Here's the problem with that, though. The reason why RJ isn't as effective, because RJ does go to the basket. It's not that he doesn't. It's his his ability to finish, which is the efficiency part, because he has no bag like Randall does. Randall is able to go into contact and finish. RJ doesn't finish a lot of his layups. There's a lot of layups he misses, you know, so it, it's just the skill factor, bro. It's just that, you know, RJ hasn't, you know, you can you can argue RJ hasn't developed yet. My frustration with that is like, yo, bro, it's been four years and you've your game hasn't changed. Well, he showed he showed a lot this game. He well, all the stuff we're saying about him in this particular game, he pulled the bag out, bro. He pulled the bag out, yes. He had 30 but... points, 8 boards, 4 assists. Here's the thing, too. As I said about him not shooting threes as much and him being more of a mid-range drive player, think of it like this. For the whole game of this game, he was 13 to 23 for the field overall. From 3, 0 5. Which means if he didn't fire no threes, he'd be 13 of 18. What does that tell you? Yeah, yeah. It means you need to kill in your mid-range, bro. You yeah. need to be more like... Basically, what I'm saying is you take too many threes. You're too good at the mid-range. Because, bro, like, those Jimmy Butler and DeMar DeRozan comparisons RJ Barrett gets are pretty accurate. You can dominate the mid-range, bro. That's all I'm saying. RJ needs to slim down, bro. He just needs to slim down a little bit just so he could get a little bit more. You know what I mean? But, like, that's not his game. Look at RJ. So, look at RJ reminds me of a wrecking ball. 
he goes to the basket head first and lays people. I would matter. I would love him more if he just shot mid-range jump shots. Instead like of, DeMar DeRozan. Yes, he needs he to shoot take, a lot of threes. He needs to take. He needs to. He needs to limit the lay the forced layups because he likes to. He likes to try to draw the fouls. And like we said before in previous episode of Knicks Anonymous, you're not gonna get. We they the refs have made it proven that if you're not assertive as a dominant scorer in the paint, you're not gonna get those bailout calls. You're not gonna get it. And RJ has not asserted himself as such, so he's not gonna get those calls. So. You gotta find another way. You know what I mean? You got you gotta find another, you know, cause he just he he loves to go to the basket left-handed, bro. And it's like it's AAU basketball at this point. You know what I mean? Like anybody can guard that. And he has been he has been he's been he's been yes, he has increased his points. It has stumped at 20 right now. For the past two years, he's he has had twenty points on average, right? That could be that could mean, and his efficiency went down. So that means teams are playing him accordingly. Because, dude, remember when the NBA people watch film, people take notes on you, people know your tendencies, people know if you blink one way, you're gonna go this way. People know if your shoelace is untied on this shoe, you're gonna go in this direction. You know what I mean? Like they. These are these are professionals, bro. These are people that that work, breathe basketball, and know your tendencies. And if you're showing me all you can do is go left, dude, that's the easiest game of my life. It's just that he's so big, you know, that he's able to get away with a couple of shots, you know, that you know that most people wouldn't be able to, you know. But okay, let's not let's not discredit RJ. You know, he he had 30 points, eight rebounds, four assists. 58% from the field. He did good. He did good. Yes, he did. Yes, His- he did. So did Rand do 23, 10, and 6. Uh, but like I said, bro, uh, we were close to losing this game. But that's because of one guy. Tyler I mean, Hero. they had other guys killed. Tyler Hero had a good game. Um, That was RJ's man, by the way. Jimmy Butler was unusually quiet. With his 10 points, with 10 points, three boards, five assists. Five Thank you, Quentin Grimes. Thank you, Quentin Grimes. Yeah, shout out to Quentin Grimes for that. Uh, But, yeah, I guess not much more to say about that except Bam out of bio. That jump shot is pretty. That turnaround is very pretty. So, I guess we're moving to the Clippers. That's a nice uh, talent, bro. That's a good talent. And he worked. you can tell he worked on that, too. You can tell. You can tell he worked on that because, like, every time he got it, like, he knew, like, all right, now. Okay, now. That's what it looked like. It's, it's, it was, it was, it was nice to watch. It was, it was good. It was, as a basketball fan, I could appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. Facts. But, uh, moving on to the Clippers, man. I'm not too mad at this loss as mad as I was about the Lakers loss because this is another game we made a comeback. They had us by, um, First of all, the final score was 134-128. It went to OT. Um, they had a 17-point lead on us at one point. We brought it back in the fourth. We took control. First of all, um, we played good defense on Kawhi in the first half. Then he just snapped in third for whatever reason. Uh, we I can't be mad down. at that, though. I can't be yeah. mad at that. Uh, we held him down in the fourth. We took control in the fourth. 
Uh, then unfortunately, Nicholas Batoon happened on French Heritage Night. A French man did that on French Heritage Night. Yeah, uh, bro, I was so that hurt. It was that crazy. Hurt. We went all. You know, we came you know all crazy? the way. You know what was crazy about that shot? It didn't look good. No, it was the mo- it was rushed, bro. He had like one second to let that go. And and it was water. Water. Fucking water. Quarter. Water. And then after that, the Clippers just took over in the overtime, man. That would have been a big win. Possibly the biggest win of the season. And I'm going to use that to transition into today's game. Which was the biggest win of the season, in my opinion. I didn't think we were going to win this game, bro. It, it got to the point where I was like, yeah, uh, we're going to lose. <laughs> That bro, down 21. We win by 11. Bro. That's how you close out a game. Final score. Oh, I'm sorry. We get that. Final French score. Toast, French toast. Bro, we French held toast. them below 100. Final score, 108-97. Pretty impressive win, bro. I would say last week I said the Celtics was our best win of the season. This one is the best win of our season. Especially considering. Because if you look at. Look at Joel Embiid's numbers. 31 points, 14 boards, 3 assists and a block. You would think, monster game, right? Bro, 6 of 16 from the field. He only had those points from the free throw line. Oh, shit. Which means our big men was horsing them. Hartenstein. Hartenstein and Jericho. Big shout out to them. And I said that earlier, too. I said that on Twitter. A big key in this game is how we play Embiid. If Embiid dominates, we're not going to have a chance. Embiid played good, but he did not dominate. This is why we won, in my opinion. That is why we won. And can I give you another pointer of why we won? Sure. Look at the bench numbers. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was killer. Shout out to Deuce. And and we got to give him love. got to give him love. Shout out to 48, bro. I don't know where that came from, but he was gunning today. But let's let's look at it for a second. So Jalen Brunson, twenty-one points. Julius Randle, twenty-four points. No RJ. Quentin Grimes, thirteen points. Well, I know so you, I know you're gonna say something about that. No, no, no. I'm not. I'm not gonna go there. I'm not gonna go there. <laughs> I'm not gonna go there because it's it's one game. I'm not gonna go there. I hope he feels better because I heard it's um. I don't think it's non-COVID. I hope. Listen, get better, RJ. You know. Yeah, we do uh, need you, bro. We do need it's not you. Like we don't, it's not like we don't need you. It's not like we don't need you. It's just we want you to step it up. I want I want you to give me more. Um. So, the point I'm trying to make here is that our starters pretty much put up the same amount of numbers, right? But usually uh-huh. we would lose a game like this. But because the bench decided to show up, we won, which which makes which makes our argument more credible because remember two episodes we go we said our starting five is solidified all we need is a bench to do work because before this game quickly was the only one putting in work off that bench now deuce gives you 14 evan Fournier gives you 17 now these guys in particular are not gonna give you that every night could they perhaps but on average average they are not so in, in, in defense of Deuce, for the past couple of games, he's been playing some solid minutes, bro. He's been no, playing, no. like, to start the... In particular, to start the fourth quarter. 
he's been a catalyst to start the fourth quarter. He's a big, as a matter of fact, he's a big part on why we beat the Miami Heat. He's a big part on why we beat the um Philly today as well, especially considering all the points he scored. But his defense was a big part of that. Yeah, so pretty much the point here is if our bench is at least average, we win most of our games because our biggest problem has been when the starters come out. You know, what what comes next? That that bench has been very inefficient. You know, quickly has been leading the charge by himself. Now, Harnstein has been waking up with these minutes. Deuce McBride seems to be getting in a flow of things. And our guy Evan Fournier is shooting the ball lights out. You know, you know, raising his trade value. Raising that trade value. So what I'm saying <laughs> here is that we need to build, we need to I'm not saying get rid of these guys, but we need to get rid of the obvious, which is Evan Fournier, Cam Reddish, and I guess, you know, that's it for now, right? And just get something that can make that bench more efficient on on a nightly basis at least you know not like because this because evan Fournier is not going to give you this every night if our bench performs like this every night bro that list of games we have we should have won we win all those games those 17 those 17 13 point leads probably goes down to like three that's a fact well maybe not three i would cut it in half just for the sake of argument so it's half, like uh at seventeen. I say like, we win like, we win like seven. Yeah. Seven and a half, seven point five, something like that. Yeah. So seven and a half, seven games. Um, okay, that's fair. That's 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 fine. That's fuck that's that's amazing. Um, but yeah, we're missing a bench, dude. This this game proves it. We beat the 76ers because our bench arrived. If our bench doesn't arrive in this game, that 21 points goes to 40. We might get we might get blown out this game. Mind you, they were healthy. They had everybody. They had MB. They had Harden. They had Maxi. They had. Yeah, we didn't um, have RJ. Um... <laughs> oh boy! Nah, you know nah, what? Nah. All games, all games, all games, all games. All jokes, all jokes. All... That was a joke. That was a joke. That was a joke. You know what? On that note, I guess we're gonna wrap up the games. Yeah, that was a joke. That was a joke. But listen, more of the story. We need a bench. We need a solid bench. If we get a bench that complements our start, because remember. Before, our bench was better than our starters. We got good starters, and now the bench is the problem. That's weird, right? Made a flip-flop there. Yeah, so, you know, what we need is a bench. And this this goes to show that if the bench is on, we win these games. We're on, exactly. Boom. A whole team effort. You know what I mean? So, listen, as as a Knicks fan right now, you just got to keep moving forward, and that's it. You just got, we got to, we got to wait and see. Um, do I think there's going to be a major trade this year? No. Do I think it might be next year? I don't even think so. I'm not going to I think a trade is, yeah, you know what? Keep it short and sweet because we got to wrap up the episode. Trade deadline Thursday. What do you think is going to happen? I think, something major, something minor? No, nah, I think we get rid of the obvious. I think we get rid of Cam Reddish. We get rid of Fournier. Um, we might get rid of somebody we may not have thought, like maybe McBride or something like that, like may, or maybe even Toppin. What trade? All right. What out of the rumored trades you've heard? Which one would you do the most? Which one uh, would you? Grayson do? Allen. I like Grayson Allen. I like the. I do the Utah Allen. Jazz trade. Which one is that one? The event. The Obi Toppin and it was Obi Toppin, Fournier, and I think like a second round pick or two for Vanderbilt and Malik Beasley. I actually like that trade. That's not bad. I actually like that trade. That's not bad. So either one of those, I'm good with either one of those. I'll tell you why too. I'll keep it short. Reason being, um, 
Vanderbilt would fit more into what Thibodeau's doing, and he would help our interior and exterior defense. And Beasley would fit in and coming off the bench alongside quickly. And you could still keep Grimes in the starting lineup. Our de- it would greatly improve our defense. V- Vanderbilt would be the he'd be the best. He he would actually, and I hate to say this, he would actually be an upgrade over Obi Toppin as far as fit goes. But this is a win-win because Obi Toppin would shine in Utah. Yeah, and that is that is the story that people want to get rid of Obi just for his own good. You know, what I mean, just so he can flourish somewhere else because they actually like Obi, but you know. The way this offense is run, I don't see him getting any better than he is, at least here. You know what I mean? Um, okay, so for the week, we went 2-2, two and two, right? Um, but not we... for nothing, I told you. In this little stretch, we're going to steal some games. What happened? We stole the game today. Well, we should have stole two more, but you know what? We can't. We, we stole can't. yesterday. We can't reminisce. We can't reminisce. Um, okay, so like we like we end every episode... Um, we like to go through the schedule. So real quick, Stevie, W or L? Tuesday, we have the Orlando Magics. I got that as a W. But Banchero might put up numbers against us. Okay, so W. Friday, Philly. Wait, that's the next game after Tuesday? Really? Yep. Oh, so it's going to be a short two, week. Two days off. Uh, I think Philly gets revenge on us. I'm sorry, three. I said two. I think Philly gets revenge on us. And these are all at home, I think. No, no, these are not at home. The Orlando and Philly are at home, and then the Utah Jazz, I mean, are away, and then the Utah Jazz is at home. Wow, that's interesting. Should we make that trade, and then we get Utah on Saturday? Hmm. Mm, I'll, I'll put that as a W. This week, I got us going 2-1. and one. You think Philly's going to beat the brakes off? I think off? Philly gets the revenge on us, yeah. Does Mitchell Robinson come back next week? I'm not sure. Has it been three weeks yet? That. I feel like it's been a little bit longer than three weeks. So I would I would assume the week after if that's the case. Week after, okay. Um, you know what? I think I'm gonna follow suit. I think I'm gonna say two and one. I think Philly gets us back for that because we are honestly though we do have a better record away. So that's true. You know what? I, you know what? I say three no. I think we go three no. I think we steal okay. that game. I think that's another one we steal. I think we steal it again. I hope so, but I, I'm, I'm leaning towards two and one. So yeah, bro. Good episode, man. A lot of a lot of a lot of talking. <laughs> a lot of points being made here. A lot of um, RJ Barrett talk. A lot of RJ Barrett talk. Which you know what? I think it's a talk that needed to 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 be done. You know what I mean? I don't think a lot of talk has been, you know, around RJ Barrett. Um, you know, I wish it could have been in a more positive note. I mean, but you like, weren't going at him. We were just telling the truth. We're just telling yeah, we're telling you how it is, man. Do we want RJ Barrett to improve? Of course. Of course, of course. Yeah, bro, we like R.J. Barrett. You know, but, you know... Vixen Donovan is probably one of his biggest fans. Exactly, you know, and, you know, this is just reality of things. He's struggling, you know, this is the obvious. You know, we're just, we're literally just pointing out the obvious, you know. And we gave y'all solutions. So not only did we give y'all the problem, we actually gave y'all multiple solutions. So y'all, y'all tell us in the comments what y'all want to do, you know. But, you know, we shout out to everybody who... um tuned in uh this episode was a little bit longer than we expected but you know it's just you know a lot a lot uh what, what was the title again a little a, a, uh, a little a little but, bit a little bit but a lot to say a little Something bit like but that. a lot to say yeah a little bit but a lot to say you know and we said a lot uh you know i'm lj 
Stevie in the building. We are Nick's Anonymous. We are the people's voice. And we are nothing without you, the people. We appreciate you guys. Um, let's go Knicks for the week, man. And we'll see y'all next weekend.